1: I'm Ryan Betson,
0: And I'm John O'Peck,
1: <laughs> And this is For The Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. We're With we 40 years of playing PlayStation 8 plus years in that games and media combined, I'd like to thank you for joining us for this PlayStation conversation. And as you heard, that's not Josh. So this is the part where Josh let me go, so it's going to be confusing for me. Uh
0: playstation
1: so the, so the for the players comes to you every monday morning at 8 a.m on the podcast services 9 a.m on the youtubes if you want to join that uh, that podcast uh, playstation conversation head over to the facebook group head over to the discord links are in the description below we are also on patreon patreon.com slash the if you do join us on there you can watch us record this show live whenever we do it on a saturday sunday you've experienced firsthand how fucking vague we are about it mm-hmm. it's like uh it's here no it's there now it's here again yeah that's where it goes yeah. uh, if you want to show support for pop Culturists on your body hit to slash shop you can buy shirts like this and other assorted shit with our logos on it we are also on a Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepopculturists and I think that's about it um, I think this week is because we've got WWE Super Showdown next week so I may do a, uh, a 2K19 stream on Wednesday for funsies
0: mm-hmm. now John and Peck Ryan Betts, we've not
1: seen you in a very long time man how you been mm
0: fantastic that's good man it's um it hasn't been an amazing year for games by my standards mm. but i've had a really good time playing stuff mm. catching up on where's well, the benefit the when, it, when yeah. it's
1: quiet you can, you can go back but before i get into the games we've been playing yeah how you been man like how, how's yeah. how's your life how's putting in work how's the 8-bit collective yeah
0: it's going really well uh putting in work is chuffing along yeah I'm a really exciting voice actor on the show this week yeah so a major video game franchise that uh, has been a big part of my life, so look forward to that on Thursday. We can talk about that later. Yeah, know. I want to hear that's that. that is. That's, that's the, the sneak tra- teaser trailer for you right there. Uh, <coughs> so, yeah, that's been going well, and uh, 8-Bit stuff's going fun. Uh, we've got the Patreon ticking along. The 8-Bit cast has been heaps of fun doing yep. those conversations. That is the Patreon-exclusive episodes. one, though, yeah? It, well, it is early access to uh, Patreon, nice, yes. and then you can subscribe in iTunes and get it two weeks later. So... That's always a good bit of fun to just chat it up with the rest of the collective. It's always, always a good time. And of course, we've just launched the trailer for our campaign to get the Comedy Rewind podcast off the ground, which is our uh, 90s rewatch podcast, which will be hosted by myself with guests, including hopefully you and Josh to come on there and chat up some Kevin Smith movies. Maybe. Hells, yeah, Dan, you, you're yeah. the right audience there. Yeah, so that's, it's basically going to be going, <clears throat> looking at different 90s comedies, See how they hold up, what's uh, maybe not quite as funny now as it was yeah. 20 years ago. Well, because
1: we'll finally touch on that. I went back and watched Ace Ventura yeah. again the other week. Um, the movie's good, but the whole <laughs> twist that yeah. it's like a, du- that it's yeah. a dude the whole time, everyone's like, oh, blah, 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 yeah. oh, like scratching their tongues out and shit. It's like, ooh, that doesn't land quite yeah. well.
0: It's the, hem- the hemorrhoids. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah.
1: So up until that point, like it kind of holds. Mm. Kind of.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just watched Liar Liar last night. That movie's still good. It's still good. But there's there's definitely the overacting side of Jim Carrey. It, it makes you go like, I wonder if anyone else could pull this off and who would do it yeah. today. It's definitely a different time. So yeah, it'd be fun to kind of look at how those movies stack up to the way that senses of humour have changed, but also just what makes them ridiculously 90s whether yeah. it's bad haircuts or well, right, technology like, right on
1: the end of the 90s was american pie that came out in ninety, mm. like the end of 99 and like that that style of movie that raunchy comedy yeah. that's very i don't know male sex drive focused mm. doesn't exist
2: anymore
0: no and it kind of held on for a, a, that was kind of the start of um i guess a new kind of teen comedy that yeah. lasted almost until like super bad and and, and Super Bad was like,
1: Well, we can't beat that. That movie's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and then they stopped.
0: Yeah, and Mean like Mean Girls is another oh, one that kind of changed it, I think. But fucking love Mean Girls.
1: Yeah. I hold that movie so so dearly. I don't know what it's it is. So it's it's written so well. Tina Fey is mm. fucking brilliant. Well, and it's the just, teen
0: movie of like our teen yeah, teenage years yeah. as well. Like there's teen movies when you're a bit younger that you kind of feel like you can connect with, but when Mean Girls came out, I think I was like the same age. Yeah. As the, People in that movie. So see like,
1: what I'm yeah. looking forward to now, because the '90s is full, full a lot. Like, there's a good hunk of like coming of age movies mm. from people that were in the were, you know up in their teens in like the yeah. '70s and shit. So we're right at that point now where we're going to see coming of age movies for when we were growing up, mm. and that's what I can't wait to yeah, see. Yeah,
0: well, Jonah Hill just put out mid '90s, which well, there I, you I haven't go. seen yet, but I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, it's like a good example of nostalgia finally catching up to to us, and that's kind of what this podcast is about. It's like we were kids or teenagers when these movies were uh you know really popular and do we just think they're funny because we were dumb kids or are they still good so yeah. it's going to be fun to look back at how adam sandler and mike myers and these like blockbuster kind of headline names yeah in the movies how, how those flicks hold up now uh 20 30 years later yeah so if you do if you do want to see
2: that
1: show and hear us go a little bit deeper with Mm. some movies head head over to patreon.com slash 8-bit we are 8-bit
0: we are 8-bit just cancel all of your patreon uh, to pop culturists and send it over to us
1: might be better used (laughs) yeah well we're very very bad at keeping our patreon promises (laughs) I can promise you that but yeah so what have you been playing dude uh, I've been, yes, playing, it's been a long time. yeah,
0: a lot of games, a lot, I've been trying to keep up with some of the new stuff, so I Platinum, Days Gone, and finished Rage 2. I well, there are two
1: games that I'm still currently mm. dicking about with, so Rage 2, as I mentioned last week in the show, mm. like, it's really cool in combat, once you're out of combat, yeah. the game sucks dick.
0: It does. Like, I it sucks so that. hard. I, I, I almost wish it was a linear game Yeah. because of that, because I feel like you are literally going from one combat... To the next and if you go to a location on your map and there's no enemies there you're like no i guess i'll keep looking yeah you know it just doesn't do the other stuff well and it's it kind of can see that they've tried to push out from what the first rage was in at an open world and it just because it's new Mm. to to that style of game it doesn't quite work it's not a far cry it's even you know there's just no benefit to going go exploring or to chase down a convoy that will just drive past and not affect you if you
1: that's it. one thing that's always baffled me they never really seem to jump you like you, you occasionally <laughs> you see this kind of semi-mad maxi convoys and yeah. then nothing happens
0: it's like oh there it goes and it's gone yeah yeah. so yeah. Yeah. what about days gone though because days gone mm-hmm. being
1: very divisive like I myself am, um, I just got Boozer a puppy
0: oh nice
1: it's a very cool mission very sweet mission
0: yeah I yeah so platinum that and really enjoyed it it's not a game that I would say everyone needs to play, <clears throat> like you usually can say with these PlayStation exclusives, but it's still a game where if you enjoy that style of game, it's worth uh, Oh, Paul
1: jumps in, who is watching from the Patreon link. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm on the final Days Gone mission.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the story... I have enjoyed the story of this game, and mm-hmm. it takes a bit too long to happen.
1: Yeah, this game is going for forever.
0: Yeah, it doesn't need to be... I keep saying the first third of the game can probably could probably be cut out and you wouldn't lose or trimmed too least. much yeah definitely heavily trimmed uh, and i think that it would be a better final product
1: see i i feel like i've got to be close but like nah. i'm not <laughs> even near it
0: yeah you keep thinking that and then like new parts of because open up yeah because
1: paul comes in he goes help your trophies you've got fuck- fucking so much to go yeah. like oh, because like you know i'm at that point i've got like break Break the caves in. And mm. I haven't done that yet. And
0: yeah, and it's a shame because the the latter half of the game, I think, is where it gets like you, you've finally become invested in the characters. Yeah. and I really liked Deacon Saint John as a character. Yeah,
1: I, I'm enjoying him, and I'm enjoying Boozer. there's seeing a lot of growth in Boozer now, mm. which I'm really liking. The whole idea of um, you know, him because there is, look we'll go Mild Balls. Gone here, the,
0: for like the first act, basically. He, you don't talk to him at all. Obviously. Yeah,
1: like he's you know he's he's arm um, gets jacked at the start of one of the first missions mm-hmm. a, what the PAX demo for, you, for those of you who played it at the PAX um, and then he kind of goes missing for a while and now he's back you, you had to make the decision to cut his arm off so you got that bit of guilt and then you're all kind of mm-hmm. you're kinda helping his mental health and I, I think that's a really yeah. cool little side branch yeah like and you're Oh, sorry. Go you ahead.
0: need like a, like they say like, you need more like surviving is not enough you need a reason to yeah. live and all this kind of thing so. yeah so
1: I just got him that little puppy and on top of that like Deacon I've just burnt down the church he got married in so like that's a pretty big turning point in mm. his character the idea of dropping the, the notion that Sarah may still be alive yeah. spoilers I think she may be just Not
0: a spoiler if it's just your opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Part of me thinks I'm like, yeah, she, you know, it'd be really funny. Like he goes, burns the church down, and she's like, hey, He's like, holy fuck, she's what like, right you? there. Yeah. So like, where were you? He's like, I was over there the whole time, you know. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't get on any chords.
0: Yeah, so I yeah, <clears throat> I think that if you enjoy that style of game, especially killing zombies, like that is really the is are fun. The Freakers are fun and killing them is fun. And towards the end of the game, they basically made the Hordes end game content. Like, you can take them down earlier and I took out a few even from the get-go. But it's <coughs> a completely different True. strategy, you know. Like, at the start, it's kind of trying to game the game and trying to find ways to take out these huge Hordes um, when you're probably not meant to do it yet. Yeah and then later on you get like the guns and the tools to do it quite easily and it's really fun
1: because like I accidentally stumbled into a cave mm. I was like because I was driving through and as Deacon <laughs> as Deacon tends to do he's like he yells yeah, fucking a random shit he's like oh I'll empty out these nests later I'm like I fucking don't have any nests like I cleared this area out and so I found a path I looked at the map there's a path that I haven't gone down like, oh I'll go down here wandered down through it found a little historical thingy. I'm like oh that's pretty cool and then I'm getting that red circle I'm like, oh where's, where's the nest Turn around, there's a cave. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this go- it's Middle of the day, right? So they yeah. all fucking hibernating. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going I wonder What's in here? <laughs> 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 they got you. Eliminated, <laughs> ruined. Like, not even. I didn't even get a swing, and I went. <laughs>
0: and then just got. <laughs>
1: yeah. Drowned
0: in in freakers. Yeah, there's plenty of fun you can have with that. I did a, a let's play slash kind of review discussion for eight bit that you can watch where I take down. YouTube.com slash we are eight bit. Yeah. It's about three hundred freaks. In the kind of a pit and just
1: yeah, that, that's the one we played at Pax.
0: Because
1: mm, um, it's like it was like a little crater and they're all in this weird crater. Yeah, and, you, be, and you're on your bike.
0: And you're gonna kind of like I mean, you're always on your bike, so that doesn't really help. Yeah. but it, it's it's a story mission. It's, mm. it's one of the last missions actually. Um, but I talk over it so there's no spoilers. But it's kind of like showing like you know you kind of lure them towards this fuel tank and you blow that up and then you run away and you throw some traps and it's just like there's different ways that you can kind of. Yeah, in the herd.
1: Well, because previously, like in the past, I was like fanging on my bike. I'm like, I can make through this. <laughs> I just like try to go through them instead. Yeah, like work. just clear the way. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get around them, so I'm gonna have to go through them. And it's just like hitting a brick wall. Yeah, you just stop and then start, you get pushed.
0: Start throwing punches. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say keep going with that and hopefully.
1: How was the platinum though?
0: The platinum wasn't bad, except that there was a glitch trophy in one of the camps that. I couldn't finish that storyline. Yep. So I had to wait for them to patch it, which took uh, about two weeks from when I would have platinumed it.
1: So did you hold off doing the mission or did it just load in once patched I just patch did it? everything else. Yeah. And
0: then once they patched it, like the, it was like mission complete.
1: Oh, like, oh nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it just yeah. kind of happened. All right. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like the, the glitch was that the person you meant to talk to, you talk to, but it doesn't like tick over that you yeah. talk to them and then it's telling you to like find them, but they're already gone. You've already spoken to them. Yeah. So thanks for fixing that bend uh and the rest of it like collectibles i had to go looking for a few of them but i was getting them as i went did you have the guide i think i used the guide to find maybe like 20 out Mm -hmm. of the 180 that you need that's not too bad but it's like where's the historical markers where are the um you know the what's the tech called the company that
1: uh, the company the that scientists. is straight out of Safer Filter yeah ab- Abstergigo yeah like,
0: whatever they are yeah so it's it's definitely attainable you don't have to go too far out of your way nice to do it. and you got to upgrade like every skill point as well yeah that one,
1: yeah. That, that just comes to playing I suppose mm, yep but what I've been trying to do because I saw swear that looks seems easily achievable is just the drifting with nitrous for 5 seconds
0: you need to get the final um nos upgrade yeah which you can't get till near the end okay well, that makes yeah. sense you need to have like level three at a particular camp to- yeah
1: i think okay cool so it's a camp i've not seen yet obviously because yeah. the last one i unlocked was iron mike and i've mm-hmm. got iron mike's yeah. highest nitrous yeah okay.
0: you'll get there you'll get there one because
1: i'm sitting here trying to do it i'm like why can't i what can't <laughs> yeah. I do it don't wait <clears throat> too much time on that so i'll come back to it later i suppose
0: mm. But otherwise, yeah, so I've been playing, I played Observation. Oh, that's uh, the
1: cool spacey one, yeah? yeah. Um, now, sorry it. everyone, I do have a minor head cold, so I'm going to blow my nose, keep talking.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I didn't love it. I actually found it really frustrating. Um, done a <coughs> spoiler slash review discussion with Sammy Deej <coughs> from <coughs> 8-Bit about that. He really liked it. I know Ali from The Hunger Games really liked it as well, so it might just be me. But I, I like know-
1: the idea of it. Yeah, yeah space always weirds me out. So. The
0: atmospheric side of it is done really well. It looks great, apart from the character models, and it's just kind of the wayfinding and the clunky movement and the puzzles. There's there's not the payoff in the puzzles themselves mm-hmm. to make them worth trying to find because it doesn't hold your hand, and it's one of those things where you're like looking for a particular object or document with a password for a computer terminal or whatever, and there's no like markers on your screen to point you towards it so you can spend a lot of time trying to find something that should be fairly easy for a game that's essentially like a walking simulator where you just want to experience the story and do some easy puzzles i think i think that they kind of got in their (coughs) own way with telling that story because of those elements so it was a bit of a disappointment for me but i think if you're really into space then and sci-fi and weird well
1: because you're essentially playing 2001 are you because you're like a a an ai
0: ai which is kind of the, one of the issues is like you're meant to be this smart AI but you can't. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do because yeah. they're not telling me. Yeah. It, it, it fo- falls apart a little bit in that sense for me but other people seem to be digging it so if that's up your alley then maybe check it It was out. on my list of
1: interests but mm. you know I didn't reach out for code or anything so like I was like oh, I'll buy it
0: later. Yeah you can, you can wait for that one I think. Yeah it might wait for a sale. Mm. And otherwise Hollow Knight I just finished and yeah, I really down. really enjoyed man that is a tough game fuck yeah it
1: is that's why I stopped playing
0: (laughs) it's one of those things where it's right on the line of being too hard and just being hard enough Mm. where you feel like good for for doing something but at the same time if they just put like safe points before a boss that would make such a big difference to like (laughs) the frustration factor because you know we all know that uh, games like Celeste and Super Meat Boy like they're hard but because there's no penalty for dying it doesn't get to you You just like keep trying and yeah. get it but if you die and then you have to like platform your way back to where you were and trying to not to lose <coughs> try not to lose health on your way to the boss like that can get really frustrating yeah yeah uh and then the messenger is one i've just started on yeah the- i've heard the amazing things about messenger mm, that's that's really good i mean i mean I'm, if you're into platformers and that kind of the old style Metroidvania. um it's because I mean, Hollow Knight
1: is a Metroidvaniary
0: Hollow Knight definitely is uh so far for me the messenger hasn't been any elements of going back as far as the map like, yeah y- you are building abilities as you go like that's kind of a Metroidvaniary quality but until it says like go back to this area that you mm. were at the start I think that's when it kind of becomes a true Metroidvania. Yeah. so it's a plat- 2D platformer at this point with cool um skill trees and stuff so yeah it's it's a really great game and i'm glad that it made its way to the ps4 because when i bought my switch that was one of the games that i put on my list like this is something that i've missed because it wasn't on the ps4 but yeah. then they kind of ported it and Knight over so that kind of whittled down my switch list again yeah I barely
1: use my switch anymore barely
0: barely pokemon's coming yeah i can wait
1: yeah. Uh, let's see Paul says you're having a good time of it all them, all the limited gems mm.
0: and the, the uh, I guess he's saying the Metroidvania elements will come in the messenger ah
1: beautiful there you go so is that all you've been been checking
0: out pretty much there's probably something I'm forgetting oh, I platinum the division as well but that's two? Yeah, the yep, division nice. two yeah but that's something I've been playing like since it came out and yeah just kind of another glitched trophy that held me back for like months really but they
1: finally fixed it as I said before I had such a good time with that game mm. like I, I are you done with it I got to well, I got distracted by these other games and I do want to go back my only concern is because I never touched the dark zone mm. I didn't Did I, I the, got I got the campaign done and I got right into the end it's the um, you know level gear end game park world gear, yeah. uh, world gear whatever and then tier, yeah. world tier sorry and then the other shit came <coughs> and then other games came along so it kind of caught my attention but my only concern is now having been so far out like, am I gonna get fucking monstered?
0: Well, you, if you're in world tier two or one, one. or whatever, you're gonna be amongst your oh, level, okay. your level. Cool, 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 It's just you won't be able to do the raid until that's you fine. get to like level four gear score yeah. five hundred or whatever. Yeah, so
1: because they they do have the different dark zones, right? The different level dark
0: zones. <clears throat> um, there's one. There's always one of the three dark zones that's like really hard. Yeah, and in- invaded or whatever. But it should like it, it, the dark zone levels it like brings everyone to the same level cool alright cool, cool Cool. it's just that you won't your gear won't be as good as maybe other people's gear yeah because
1: that was the problem when I played the Division 1 is like whenever I did go into the Dark Zone I get fucking mushed because I haven't played
0: yeah it's not somewhere you want to go by yourself
1: yeah yeah certainly <laughs> or true
0: or Triple X has followed
1: oh yeah that was like 11 days ago hmm what a champion what a name though basketball <laughs> no, it's not basketball but that it's, it's their like, movie it Orgasmo nice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but myself so I, yeah so I've said i been playing uh, Days Gone and Rage 2 are the big ones that I've spent a lot of time with uh, what else I've been playing the blood. Uh, yes and the big one I've been playing is Blood and Truth so big thank you to PlayStation Australia for providing us the code for Blood and Truth uh, so oh yeah we'll, we'll run through that now so Blood and Truth is uh, from Sony London the guys that I personally know best for uh, the PSVR worlds, which was they did the London Heist demo, um, the whole thing, and uh, the Getaway mm. on PS2. So, Blood and Truth is essentially the next Getaway. It feels like, like it's not set in the same, uh, you know, not same characters that sort of mm. stuff. It's the same world, like it's that's still that London gritty crime drama. It's like a Guy Ritchie movie, pretty much. Oh. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's not, it's not getaway in, in name.
0: Mm. Uh, it looks kind of story heavy.
1: I mean, yes, it is very story heavy. So, um, the big difference is, uh, so like with, in VR worlds, you did have the London Heist demo, which was very, that was very clearly just a tech demo of what this game become. Sure. So it's just giving you the basic rundown of what it is. And they've taken that and they've expanded into this full story. So you, you play a character called Ryan Marks, which was, fantastic for me by the way because i'm about immersion <laughs> every time i like i'm like, Ryan, I'm like huh? is,
0: Which- it, is it marks like ks or x ks okay
1: yeah it's not that hardcore yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the Marx brothers <laughs> uh
1: so yeah so you're part of this uh crime family i guess your mother your mother who's like the matriarch of the whole thing you've got a brother and your sister the brother kind of looks like max pain um, Bald Max Payne? Uh, no, uh, yeah. one and two Max Payne. Uh, so yeah, so uh, she gets kidnapped. You're some. There's a, like your starts up with the fa- Your father had passed away. Obviously, him being the head of the of the family. Some other guy, then Tony, wants to come in and do a hostile takeover and become the new crime boss. Mm. Uh, and it's you sort of like getting revenge on him and trying to bring him down and you're working alongside this gentleman named carson who is the british dude from arrow if you ever watch that he's the big bald black dude um so that part was kind of fun but yeah the gameplay is tight like it feels really cool um although it is primarily a, a shooter you do do some things that aren't aren't shootery
0: basic puzzles like stuff. basic
1: puzzles like using cameras and <clears throat> um you know lock picking sure. and like hacking into shit and that sort of stuff that part's fun as hell um anything anytime you do something that isn't shooting still good shooting is dope though it feels relatively responsive the only big problems that i do have with it is the when you sort of any use any two-handed weapons like there's a pump action shotgun yeah. and without that physical feeling yeah. You constantly miss because you need to pump it, right? Oh. So because you're using your left hand to grab it, you constantly, without that physical feeling, it feels off.
0: It's it, do you have to like do it in the perfect like straight line. Not really. Like
1: there, there are there is very there is, there is some forgiven in terms of grab like what works mm-hmm. and um, even when you shoot somewhere, sometimes it may skirt the person, but it'll count as a hit. Because it's a little bit forgiving that way. Mm. But um, when you, have, you use like a rifle, you look down the scope, that's really hard because okay. it's kind of a bit jank. But um, it would really benefit from the use of the aim controller. But when you spend a majority of the time in two, requiring two hands, it makes no sense to have the aim controller.
0: Sure. That makes sense. So this is a game <clears throat> that you can't play with a dual shock, basically? You can.
1: I wouldn't recommend it. You wouldn't uh, get as much it. No, you wouldn't... No- <coughs> no way get as much fun yeah. if you play it with the Jewel Shark. Um soundtrack is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Um original soundtrack? so there there are are about two songs that are um licensed songs and they fit so well. Like one that you're in this broken ass tower and you've got like a bunch of sort of street level thugs, they've got a lot of that um, you know, like the like the the Jamaican influenced uh British gang culture, like you know, the mm. sort of like, uh, like what Ali G takes the piss out yeah. of. So that kind of music is there. Cool. And there's a really nice pop song. I think it's a pop song as you're fanging it through Afghanistan in a Jeep, just shooting it like people that are trying to jack you. Mm. Um,
0: do you think it's feasible for them to patch in VR aim support and no. create an equal better gameplay experience? I just thought that that question mm, yeah out.
1: very good thank you Paul and Jet I don't know uh, no I don't think that, there's no really worth patching it in because I said like the, the ma- as you require two hands almost 90% of the time mm. f- for in order to put that in for just one or two guns doesn't quite make sense like any of the machine guns any of the rifles you can still hold with one hand mm. and get just as effective um, but yeah yeah
0: have you finished this game i have so
1: i did finish the campaign it took me about six-ish hours um so i, I similar today's going like i'm really enjoying this game i want to give this some some trophy time mm. like as someone that gives zero fucks about trophies most of the time like I'm, like I'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out of my way and i'm seeing about 60 something percent, eight, eight, six percent yeah it's like there's not there's not a lot of trophies a lot of the a lot of the ones now will go and find the collectibles do a couple of different things like change the outcomes of different scenes, okay. like as in, there's a guy at the end. Instead of shooting him, let him t- let him plead, let him plead his case, or shoot him, uh, in the, shoot with the balls. So like there's, there's three trophies there.
0: There's different ending, different branching stories. <clears throat> or? It does
1: all lead to the same point, yeah. but they there's always- a couple mo- mo- minor, like say you got A to B. There's a little bit of a curve here and there.
0: It's cool. And is this, the game is sold. Is this game being well received? It has been
1: incredibly well received, and understandably so. Like I is it is it like a is it like a hardware mover mm. probably not Yeah. but if you do if you happen to have vr and you want a brilliant game i'd pick it up
0: because mm. I, I feel like last year was a big year for kind of psvr putting up some games that were like these are some of the best games of the year yeah and they're kind of maybe more indie yeah. experiences versus this seems to be one of the kind of more polished
1: 100% even having it be first party really helps that like it you, there's there is there is that sony polish to it which is really nice um, and it what i find with vr is a lot of the games that are notable come out in a small window of time like so in the last couple of weeks we've had uh, everybody's Gold vr had blood and truth we had that new game from you know squanch games the guys from rick and morty mm-hmm. like there's a lot of games that tend to drop around right, about the same time Um, and then I'll put my VR away and not touch it for a couple of months and then I'll probably bring it up another couple of games again. So like I've packed packed all my VR up now, so will I I get the Platinum Blood and Truth? Probably not. Mostly because I have to pull it back out again. Setting up VR is the dumbest shit in the world. And I hate it.
0: That's why people are getting all about that new Oculus.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the Oculus fucking portable one. Mm I don't know what it's called. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah yeah it's good it's really good I really enjoyed my time with it it was great to pull some VR out Um, however uh, there is some video that I do have um, as I was playing my son comes in and goes thanks daddy grabs the controller and fucking runs so in the game you just see my hand go (laughs) 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 that is a good video he's just gone with with my hand restart checkpoint (laughs) (laughs) um let's see what paul jumps in one more, more company again. so what are you trying to say is that we need a new gun peripheral jewel guns that is true because something about the way the move controllers are designed it kind of has you hold it a certain way to pull a trigger but a game never registers like it kind of wants you to push your hand forward a little bit mm. so it kind of never feels comfortable like you know the ps3 they probably had like uh move control holders they had like a, a, a gun a like, uh, high handle to it because yeah. you know how like the SOCOM game had that big fucking assault rifle you could put the move controls in I imagine something like that would be beneficial or or just put it out there better fucking controllers get
0: Sounds rid of the moves ludicrous. get rid
1: of the moves yeah. just saying just saying but after that extended conversation of what we've been playing mm. let's get into some fucking news so this is a section we call inform the players we tell you about what PlayStation news happened this week um, this has been collated by Josh who does apologize for not being able to attend this week
0: miss you josh
1: <coughs> give me just one moment activision has revealed the 2019 call of duty uh will be called call of duty modern warfare as as uh, uh leaked last week Uh, Its release date is set for October 25 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it features some significant and welcome changes to the multiplayer front that could make a lot more more open to more players, along with the Infinity Ward calls a, quote, more realistic style of single-player campaign. Uh, Notably, this is not considered Modern Warfare 4, which would have been the next numbered entry in the series. Uh, The game's subtitle is just simply Modern Warfare, and it serves as a a reboot to uh, 2007's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, In a surprising check-up to the formula, the game is set to feature cross-play and will not have a season pass. In an official statement from Infinity War, the team plans for for Modern Warfare to be played together across PC and console through cross-play support. It wasn't clarified if this means PS4 and Xbox One players will be able to play together, or if it simply means PS4 and Xbox One players can join games with PC, but separately. Uh, Beyond this news, Infinity Ward is eliminating traditional season pass from Modern Warfare, as we said, so the team can, quote, deliver more free maps and content as well as post-launch events to all players, which means, uh, in true Activision fashion, this bitch is going to be full of microtransactions. Um, and And it did also come out that they are working on a new engine for this game, so... The same engine they've been using for forever <coughs> has nicely been reworked.
2: Hmm. There
1: you go. Yeah, so we watched the trailer before. We watched the trial before we came in here. Um, to recall, but watched along with with Paul. Um, are you a Call of Duty man?
0: I have enjoyed campaigns of past mm-hmm. Call of Duties, but I wouldn't call myself a fan because I, I never really, I never get into the multiplayer. It's not my jam, mm-hmm. and it's always kind of like i'll play it if it's on ps plus or if it's you know i think when i bought my console it came with advanced warfare or something yep. um, so yeah i mean if the i'm glad that the campaign's back if it's a, a game that gets rave reviews because of its campaign then it's like yeah i might check that out yep. but yeah I'm, <coughs> I'm happy for it to come out and sell a billion dollars every year um without me having any interest <laughs> in it it's fine
1: uh, I was uh, The Modern Warfare franchise, like many Call of Duty players,
0: mm.
1: probably were, were my favorite games. Like In terms of like, out of the whole franchise Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare's were the most interesting. Uh, having it as a soft reboot is interesting. Uh, it's a bold move, uh, seeing as they remastered Call of Duty, the, the Modern mm. Warfare, like two years ago. Um, yeah. And yeah, to see like there's like three versions of this game now, I guess if it's even if it's a soft reboot um my uh, my real question around this is what does this mean for blackout Mm -hmm. like they've established this big battle royale mode um will that be reinvented for this one or will they keep blackout as its own separate thing and then keep releasing games like so with ps4 and ps5's alleged uh, cross-generation play i presume that at some point they're going to release like a you know free to play model or at least a downloadable section of just blackouts you can keep playing because it seems weird the the annualization of call of duty Mm -hmm. is of a detriment to a mode like that and i do wonder whether it's built into this
0: i mean would it be that hard to just replicate from game to game
1: (laughs) yeah but it's 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 that same point of people that invest all this money in in that blackout and they're releasing a blackout 2 within a year like you know, even I, it seems to be this ongoing thing with uh, with that Call of Duty model, um, sort of be like you know, it's that that one year shit, so, and then we, and we, with Battle Royale, with the likes of uh, Apex, with the likes of uh, Fortnite, like they seem to be version one, and we just keep adding yeah. to it.
0: I mean, there's a lot of precedent for that to happen because, like, games like NBA Two K, people put money into every year. They get their character up to level ninety nine and then a new game comes out and people can you know, if you wanna keep playing NBA two K seventeen, you can. Yeah. But here's a new one and then everyone just jumps in there and starts from the bottom again. Yeah,
1: saying that like something really nice about MLB the show is it got, when you boot up the game it goes, Hey, we noticed you've got a player from last you wanna bring him over? Mm. I'm like, Yeah. So they bring him into the new model. And they go, Cool, these are the new features this year Do you wanna change your character to reflect these new features. You go, Yep, cool. Ding, 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 ding. That's really cool. Yeah, but bring it in
0: so do they add like do you maintain your like skill points or, yep. and everything yeah. yeah so
1: you can see if you're a there's a kick butt player over here so it, it even continues your so say even though it's you know mlb so you start playing the game in the 2018 season on mm. the game if you keep playing it up until like season 2020 mm-hmm. when you jump into the new one it'll continue as if you were still playing in 2020 it just looks better and bees better
0: hey oh we've got a visitor
1: so I'm as oh he's got my nasal decongestion I did message me I'm like please bring my congestion can I please have that buddy come on you can come in
0: <laughs> it's on the ground it's
1: a good start then he can't breathe out of his left, left nostril so can I please have that
0: <laughs> thank you
1: um, what are we talk about fuck uh, so Paul has jumped in and said I'm no uh, Call of Duty fit guy but the story is written by ex Naughty Dog writers and has me mighty interested Jump on that while
2: I yeah. score some shit.
0: Um, well, as we all know, Naughty, <coughs> naughty Dogs, uh, Naughty Dog, are the masters of crafting stories in games. So if if it <sighs> does indeed have some, I guess they'd be potentially people who've worked on whether it's The Last of Us or Uncharted Three or Four. Then yeah, putting them into a setting with modern warfare mm. has a lot of potential. Because I mean, I I haven't played every one of these things, but it seems like you get the a lot of the same tropes of like. You know, you're in a crew big action set pieces. And then yeah, someone dies and someone turns on you, and it's like, okay, like let's do something different. The
1: thing I wonder, because uh, when I co- we'll get to this when we talk about Death Stranding later, because spoilers mm. is in the title with the whole you know death stranding is even like it's kojima's baby same as like last of us and, Na- and naughty dog it's like it's neil Druckmann. so it's like the idea is like how much are these people involved like although these may be yeah. maybe naughty dog writers what is their contribution to this overall like are, are they just using the tail the tail coats of somebody else here like how much of their involvement was in what became the last of us
0: yeah i mean something like well, let's use the last of us as an example i think Neil Druckmann oh, is. Great. I thought you were like sighing, like oh, Neil, oh no, Neil it, like oxygen
1: just went. You like, know, cold <laughs> rush. It was like,
0: oh. like oh, <sighs> Neil, so dreamy. Um, oh Neil, <laughs> yeah, like, like so he. I, I, I suppose he and whether it was him and Bruce Australia, like they conceived of this concept together, yeah, and they directed it and they kind of controlled the character development and that kind of thing. But you still need. A team of writers. Of course, of and course. And there's a long list of people that work on those games. So you know that they, whether it's a roundtable process or they're writing dialogue or whatever it is, like they're part of that process and they're a big part of what makes those games work so well because they mm. aren't written immaculately because so. same
1: goes for like tv shows you're feeling like feeling like breaking bad right you've got vince gilligan is mm. the hell as the guy that the big yeah. guy and then you've got all the other dudes who like all those other dudes have written some of the most brilliant fucking episodes of television
0: yeah and like something like lost <clears throat> carlton cues was one of the main writers you had like obviously i mean jj was a yeah. big, jj abrams was a big part of that show and then you see one of those people leave and do a show like the leftovers and you're like okay you're part of that previous show that we liked. So let's see what you do over here. And often, you know, even if you're not the person that came up with all the best ideas, if you're part of, <coughs> if you're part of that process, you at least have an understanding of what it takes to, mm. to write a good story. You're part of the process that, uh, of how, how you can develop and come up with a final product that works. And I think that if they are bringing in Naughty Dog writers, as Paul says, they'll know what it took to come up with to go from great idea and great concept to great finished product
1: Mm. and on top of that like we it it may also not be a good thing if you remember after Scary Movie from the writers of Scary Movie and a bunch of dumpster films so could go either way I mean Scary Movie is not The Last of Us (laughs) (laughs) or is it (laughs) Scary Movie 3 is (laughs) Scary Movie 3 is fucking brilliant Moving on, number two, as we mentioned briefly last week, Ubisoft uh the Ubisoft store appears to have leaked a placeholder image, uh, revealing the rumored EA Access style subscription service. Um I've lost my, where, where am I? There we go. As reported by VG247, a uh Rasteria user spotted the image that was briefly live on the Ubisoft store and appears to uh have a previously unannounced service called the Ubisoft Pass. Although uh, entirely unconfirmed at this stage, and only room and only following rumors um, Ubisoft Pass certainly sounds like a subscription service additionally the word premium quote leads to speculation that we may even see a tiered service with different levels of access um, this wouldn't be surprising considering that Ubisoft typically launches a new game with about 14,000 different fucking special editions mm.
0: so it's just like an EA Origins type
1: or well, EA Access like you've got like you've got on um, Xbox as an example actually I think this is a different rumor so yeah EA Access was coming across to PlayStation I think this is kind mm. of coming along with it um, as someone that like EA Access doesn't really interest me because I don't play a lot of EA games I play a lot of fucking ubisoft games though. <laughs> so that's tempting very tempting
0: yeah i mean every time you boot up the ubisoft game and you kind of sign in and you go in and redeem all your yeah. like little extra items that you can get it shows you like wow i play a lot of these people's games yeah so. yeah,
1: it's pretty much what I came down to like i look back at my year even so far i'm like wow i'll play a lot of ubisoft games Mm. Which is great because, like, we you know we're thankfully we're really tight with the team over at Ubisoft, like Shane in particular. Hey, Shane, I know you watch. Um You know, so for that reason, like, we 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 always go hands on with their games. Mm. So it would be really cool because I know, like, something like as a <laughs> weird example, like the Epic Store, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Epic Store has press accounts where it's like you have a press account and you just win something cool, you can just download it. Yeah. There's no fucking around, no asking for a code. It's just there. So it would be cool because if they have, if they bring this in, there's that. Mm so rather than you know if you happen to be a press person it's like there you go that doesn't benefit the average person that benefits probably us more than anything but that'd be really cool because i wouldn't have to harass i wouldn't have to harass shane all the time
2: that's great
1: but in terms of yeah like whether if if they have the back catalog of ubisoft games it'd be cool like i kind of enjoy assassin's creed games but i don't wouldn't go out of my way to play the old ones but if this was a if it was a possibility i'd certainly consider it Mm. um there's a lot of ubisoft games that i really like that i just don't spend a lot of time with like i played a lot of the big tentpole ones like trials etc um and the newer assassin's creed but it'd be very cool to see what range they put on there Mm. yeah what's your thoughts
0: well we don't have all the details obviously Mm. it's something It's all speculative here yeah so i think it it's kind of that like customer service like bridging the gap between developer and mm. and the uh the player which is a really cool thing i think and it's something that we're starting to see more of even in the way that these guys are putting together their like news cycles their conferences you know whether it's skipping e3 and doing something yourself it looks like they are i guess trying to make themselves a a brand in people's eyes like not everyone mm-hmm. that plays video games associates the game with the developer especially if you're only playing you know five games a year. A lot of people will just play FIFA and COD and they might not know who it is. They might see EA Sports and have some kind of identification with that. But I think to build your brand and, you know, we've seen Bethesda do the Bethesda launcher Mm. um, online and it just seems to be a tactic that different uh, developers are using to get a bit more control and offer their loyal fans uh, something more. Mm. It's another... It, it, it even comes down to like, even the fact that there is a Ubi, you know, login account and there's an oh, EA.
1: Uh, yes, you play on the yeah, Yeah, Uplay
0: and then you've got like the EA one. And yeah, like it, or EA like Origin, yeah. You kind of, when you first sign up, you're like, well, why am I doing this? And okay, you might get something out of it, but ultimately those types of things are probably going to build up into something that has the potential to do this. kind of thing. Uh, the
1: only other concern that I have uh, is that it's another subscription service you have to pay for.
0: Hmm.
1: People have like the likes of Netflix and Stan and, yeah. and, and P S Plus and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it is possibly another $10 a month thing. And that could be a concern.
0: But it's, it, I guess it comes down to what are you getting out of it? If mm. it means that you get access to, I don't know, let's just say, for example, you get access to the entire back catalog of Ubi titles, whether it's like an Xbox Game Pass type situation. Maybe you get early access to new Ubisoft games. That would be cool. I think that people will find the value mm. that they want. Like, you know, no one's forcing you to do it. If if you don't play a lot of Ubisoft games, there's probably n- no reason to yeah. to do it. And then, if you're not getting your money's worth, then you can still play their games. It's it's not as long as it's not forced. Like to play our games, you have to have this yeah kind of thing I'm trying to think it will be no generally. it wouldn't make much sense especially on like a platform
1: <clears throat> like playstation like yeah So like uh, i'm a little pessimistic but saying that on, jump, i'm fucking jumping on the thing so bad <laughs> i play yeah yes yeah, so i play too many ubisoft games to um to make it not worth my time uh number three square enix will show off marvel's avengers during the publisher's e3 2019 press conference uh, although it's still mostly in the dark about how the game will actually play or even if it exists, uh, until, uh, but the, the, the E3 website has given some broad details in the schedule for E3 Coliseum, the event lying, the event long live stream hosted by Jeff Keighley, a segment called Marvel's Avengers showcase has a couple of tidbits that give, uh, the viewers a brief idea of what to expect. It states the game quote combines cinematic storytelling with continuous single player and cooperative gameplay end quote. As well as confronting co-op, uh, oh, sorry, confirming co-op, it goes on to mention customization and the ability to combine powers. Quote: Assemble in uh, teams of up to four players, master extraordinary abilities, customize your heroes to fit your playstyle, and combine players to defend an ever-expanding world under constant threat. By the sound of it, the game will possibly play in a Diablo-esque style. Uh, with different kinds of upgradable loot and repeatable um, difficulty-scaled content. Uh, The worldwide reveal of that will, uh, for us, be Tuesday the 11th Mm. of June.
0: Yeah, Diablo style makes me wonder. Yeah, so... Because the whole idea of this game, as long as I've known about it, I've just thought, like, what's the genre? Is it going to be essentially a souped up version of ultimate alliance because that's, that's what i kind of thought it was going Of the only that and like the lego games they're like the only things i could imagine mm. of how it would work where you have to go through a linear level because you've got characters that can fly and everything like how how much freedom can you really give when it's a co-op experience uh yeah i just I can't think of anything else that would work
1: yeah like the like a sort of the let's say like the 25d mm. diablo-esque you know dungeon crawlery style yeah. would would be very cool like sort of making your way through a city just find a villain and you take on that villain what a what a and there's little side missions along the way and yeah. like that part is probably the best way to go about it without making it feel like a derivative of something else yeah the like because my my brain did go straight to ultimate alliance yeah i'm like well why don't they just make ultimate alliance then <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't really understand. Um, we will know when we find out what it is, but it it just feels like it would have to be something arcadey rather than like a really like a big narrative story, narrative cinematic thing. Like even like Spider Man PS4, like that would be cool. Like I don't know how it would be great if you could implement that, and maybe it's like you control this character for this level, and the next level you control this character. But if you're given the choice, like it sounds like, to be Thor or Hawkeye like mm. there's a pretty big difference there between their abilities and the level would have to take that into account so yeah yeah it's hard to it's hard to understand how it's going to work but I'm sure that they know what they're doing
1: I think I think you're the right idea there I, I think you know if, if anyone that did, does expect a Spider-Man level experience mm. from this he's probably gonna be quite disappointed um I do think it will be that just yeah, cause uh, you 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 kind of like even without me thinking about it, you kind of nailed the points here. I'm like, oh well, Thor is fucking very different to Hawkman. Yeah, yeah, Hawkman. Hawkman. He's from DC. Hawkman, um, <clears throat> Hawk Eye. So, I think having the like a yeah a, a dungeon crawly hitting people, numbers mm. pop above their heads, probably the best way to go about like yeah. that style of RPG. is probably easier to chain to bring those differences mm. together, and it, seeing that it's falling directly under Marvel. like I, I'm not sure whether they've highlighted any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe shit, but maybe you get to have that Battle of New York or mm. you know, maybe some stuff like that.
0: The only issue with that is it's so close to Ultimate Alliance 3. It is. So what... Oh, that's coming on Switch, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, what... This has got to do something how, different. How is it going to be different? Mm. Yeah. Whether it's maybe it's just the Avengers or whether it's like you create a character and play alongside a specific... Uh, yeah, I, I just... It, there's too many factors to really be able to guess. We're just wasting our time guessing, really. That's correct. Speculation.
1: It is, uh, yeah. And it's one of those things. Like until we know more, it's
0: gonna be um a tough one. Mm, but I'm excited. I have I'll high, give it a go. I have high hopes because I, I just don't think they're gonna put anything out that's bad.
1: See my like I this year my approach to E3 is different. I'm not staying up because I'm, I'm you know last year I used to my, for, old, for my old job I used that as an excuse to not going to work. <laughs> um, well now I like my job so yeah so um so like, watch it at work I'll watch it at work because yeah so there have been no 3am getting up to watch this uh, Square Enix again and being disappointed because mm. fuck last year so hopefully this comes something this is something that's good that's going to come out of Square Yeah, is my goal so. uh, number 4 PS Plus games for June 2019 have been announced they are Sonic Mania and the Borderlands some, Handsome mm, Jack collection. I
0: did not know that one. That's cool. Mm, Sonic
1: Mania is cool. I, I like, like Sonic both, Mania.
0: I like both of these because I haven't played them, which is like something, Very something I haven't been able to say for a couple yeah. of months. You know, like Overcooked, Awesome Game, obviously played it, and whatever else has been out recently. It's, yeah, good to see some... Some
1: bang for the buck your yeah, well, Sonic Mania was all looked very cool when it dropped like, last year or whatever it was and I was like oh maybe I'll check it out and I, it was too expensive so for my for me personally it looked too for, expensive for curiosity yeah. yeah so this would be a good way to check that out um, Handsome Collection makes total sense Borderlands 3 is literally around the corner everyone gets to tip, dip their toes in it just builds up excitement for, for Borderlands 3 so, On Han- Point.
0: Handsome Collection, tell me what the difference is between that and the main Borderlands series. Okay, so
1: so the Handsome Collection is the remar- uh, remastered version of Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel. Oh. So, Borderlands okay. 1 is the only one that didn't make that, but they did release the remastered version just okay. recently.
0: And the pre-sequel is made by a different... 2K Australia, yeah. yeah.
1: So, there's a lot of Australian accents in there. It's a good, it's good laugh. Nice,
0: nice. But it's the same style of game? Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. Well, I will definitely be digging into that because Borderlands is a game that I played until my save fire was corrupted and then I never went back to it oh so, no yeah <laughs> it'll be it'll be good to experience that world a bit more before the, the hype of like, yeah, no. 3 comes out the
1: only like, uh, my uh, my only concern is because thinking about this in general <coughs> Paul says get on it we can do some cop. yeah man it'll be fun I'm, I'm an, I, uh, my copy of Hand Collection is still installed on my Playstation I haven't played it in fucking forever it's a good game <laughs> Um, my concern is, yeah, whether people get their teeth too into Borderlands and then they lose interest in Borderlands 3.
0: It can happen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, especially where it's more of the same, like if the Division had just come out before the Division 2, like as a PS Plus game, I could see people playing it for, you know, 50 hours and then being like, oh, I probably don't need to play mm. the Division 2, you know, so it's, I mean, we're, we're still some months out, so yeah, it's enough time for people to, you know, either get their toe in and be like yep this I like this I'm going to stop playing and, and get Borderlands 3 or they could play through it and then have a couple of months before they can yeah. get back to it again I agree playing other stuff
1: uh, number five the top selling games for the weekend if on playstation for week ending 26th of may 2019 number 10 division 2 number nine fifa 19 number eight red Dead redemption 2 number seven call of duty black ops 4 number 6 gta 5 number 5 fallout 76 number 4 rage 2 number 3 mortal Kombat 11 number 2 days gone number one sonic super fucking racing whatever it's called <laughs> i don't remember. Uh, Josh wrote it as Sonic Mania and I know that's wrong Yeah. so I think I'm pretty sure it's super mega Sonic Sonic Racing Sonic
0: Team Racing Sonic
1: Team Racing that's is that it? yeah that's totally I added an unnecessary amount of words
0: to it interesting yeah I don't know what to make of of those numbers like does that mean that there's not a lot of games selling at the moment? that's my
1: theory too every time that's my theory when it's like number 10 Division 2 I'm like how many copies were sold? like 8? like I I wonder how many I imagine I'm 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 exaggerating like you know underselling it but
0: I mean that game's still kind <coughs> of newish, but when Fallout seventy six is like the sixth highest seller, is that a sale? But it's, it's
1: also like eight bucks at right. EB Games right now.
0: Yeah, so that was physical.
1: <coughs> I believe that's physical and digital. Right, as far as I know. those numbers come from IGEA, which is the Australian yeah. Games Entertainment Association. Um, I haven't I actually. Don't know, I know. I should probably. I should probably message um, Narelle there and ask her. Narelle? Be like, hey, what's the deal here? What are the actual numbers here? Is mm. out of curiosity.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm really curious when we're going to hear some actual figures on Days Gone. Yeah. Because you keep hearing like, oh, it's the number one game in In Japan. Japan. It's the number one game in the UK. Mm. And it's like, I know that compared to America, those are really small markets, Mm. especially Japan, where there's not so many PS4s, Uh, but... Well,
1: yeah, because there's more Switches sold than PS4s right now. Baffling, baffling.
0: (laughs) So it just makes me go like... Has it sold 5 million copies? Like, I, I feel like, <coughs> even though it's not on that level of uh, God of War and, mm. and Spider-Man, I still think it's done pretty well. So, I want to know, like, I want to know about Sony Ben's future, I guess. And, and I think they're fine. Mm. I think Ben will continue. It would just be good to know, like, yeah, it's, it's sold maybe less than we hoped, but yeah. it's still sold, like, 6 million copies.
1: Yeah, I, I I think I think Ben were pushing it with mm. the amount of time that they took to make this game. Mm. But I do think the reception here is better. Um, so If you if you were to look at the collective first-party studios mm. and you're to look at who their outcomes are, obviously they're not probably the upper echelons like your Naughty Dogs or, your Sandy, or Sony Santa Monica's now, mm. or even Gorillaz. I think they are certainly in, around the middle. I, I reckon they would have at least done all right. They may, they may not have gone yeah. into the black. They may not have made all their money back. But I think it's done well enough like, I think Media Molecule are in more danger mm. than the likes of
0: Bend. Yeah. Not hearing a lot about Dreams. Apart well, yeah, Dreams case, is out,
1: and yeah. for a very small, select number of people, they're digging it. And it's like, yeah. well, having to release it in early access was the only way they would make some money on it. And that's mm. a detriment to the yeah. game. And you'll if, hear, if it's even yeah. a game anymore.
0: Because you'll just hear occasionally a headline like, oh, somebody made this in dreams yeah all
1: you're, all you're hearing about dreams is people doing copyright infringement yeah. that's all you hear yeah. it's like this is a game about being creative look at all these people just remaking other shit in yeah. dreams like how about you make new stuff like I can't I say that as someone that cannot make new stuff because I don't have those capabilities mm. but like that has to be a concern for them we, like, yeah. we made an episode on it about like a month and a half ago it's like what does this mean like is there what's the legal ramifications here of everyone making old games
0: yeah I think that's the reason for the very slow start because they mm. kind of had to get their legal team on top of it. We talk, I think we might have talked about that last time. I was here. Maybe it was a split screen. Anyway, uh, I think, yeah, like the Star Wars game, that looked awesome in Dreams. With the, like It's the, very the cool. And people that make people that make swing. these
1: things are tremendously talented. Mm. But it's like, use that talent to make your own something, yeah. dude.
0: I mean, there's... there's a lot of videos out there as well with original content of course there is but they're not going to make as many headlines as someone that's made like you know X-Wing Fighter or something
1: and I do also understand the idea that you need to um, imitate before you can innovate and and that's Mm. you know you you need to we are the sum of our influences Mm. and for that reason you can I'm a little bit lax in terms of that
0: I'm sure there will be like a big story at some point about like this ten out of ten game platformer, that's, or something that somebody's made in Dreams, and maybe that will be like the killer app of Dreams.
1: Could mm, be. <laughs> so time for some quick bits as we wrap up the news. Uh, this is based on rumor and speculation, but Jason Schreier uh, has quote said on Twitter that he's been hearing, uh, he's been hearing around the around the around the parts, The Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One, and Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, as well as FromSoft's new title, will all launch in the first half of 2020. He even directly called out Last of Us 2, saying it was coming in February. Mm. Um, with its original... And the, is, do, I have, do I start the exact tweet about the Last of Us?
0: It seems like the kind of information that he wouldn't throw out there unless he was pretty confident. And
1: Jason Shry is probably one of the most reliable people in the games biz. Mm. Like, for him to come out and drop that, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I yep. believe you um where is that picture where is it here it is he goes uh looks like death stranding is about to get announced for november release which it did uh the last of us two was also planned for fall 2019 but i actually just heard it got bumped to early 2020 possibly february either way final year for ps4 Mm. huge huge huge
0: if true
1: it's coming yeah Yeah. it's not this year But but february makes sense Mm. In terms of how PlayStation have liked to release their big games, it's very weird to have Death Stranding come out at the back end of the year, because um, Sing has in the last couple of years has just not touched the Christmas period.
0: Mm, yeah, when did Spider-Man come out? October, uh, September, September. Hmm, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. It's close-ish. It's only two months. Yeah,
1: the, the only one, that, the last game that came out in the end of year period was the Last Guardian, and that was only because it had to come out, otherwise it wouldn't do anything. Um, in next one EA Ben's Walker has reiterated that he's developing a new Need for Speed game confirming that it'll be released quote later in 2019 but it won't be unveiled as part of this year's EA play showcased during E3 and the fact they said 3 Need for Speed Underground 3 confirmed not, not confirmed uh, Anthem's updated online roadmap has been redesigned removes all time frames <laughs> and references to any specific future content sad. fuck Anthem is doing so bad that's sad uh, and finally, Apex Legends uh, revenue has been has dropped down by about seventy four percent in the last two months. There you go. That's a big old drop. Apex Legend was doing goddamn wonders, and then it really sort of slowed down. Um, I think the big issue with Apex is compared to like uh, Fortnite, which gets updated almost on the daily mm. um, by them by them vocally stating that they are going to have um, minimal. Uh, update so like we'll, we'll drop an update uh, once every couple of months like, so rather than putting out little hot fixes mm-hmm. we'll pretty much just have a big big burl and drop all of it at once <clears throat> I think that may be towards detriment <clears throat> but that's enough news Johnny. now it's time to chat to the players yes, about the Death Stranding trailer the
0: Death Stranding <laughs> you know, like how they, they, they put that in at the end of the trailer like <laughs> and what are we some sort of we have to say the name of the what game. are we
1: some sort of Suicide Squad <laughs> fuck so uh, like
0: some kind of hot tub time machine <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, a, there's a great video getting around Twitter it might be on YouTube it's just of people in movies saying, saying movie line saying the name oh the movie. I want to see that video so, so bad it's yeah. super cut I'll, <laughs> I'll, find, I'll find it and I'll please it. please do
1: so late last week uh, Kojima did tease out that they would be dropping a new bit of information around Death Stranding. Mm. Uh, and earlier this week, the trailer did, in fact, drop. So, this is a, a big reveal trailer. It shows a lot of gameplay, shows a lot of story, if that means anything.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and also, the release date. So, the game is coming at at November 8th, 2019. Um,
0: in our lifetime. Uh, that's Hopefully. way
1: sooner than I anticipated.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kojima did say that it was coming out, mm. but, but I mean,
1: like we've been talking about this game for a year,
0: oh, two years, no, long longer. No, they revealed it in 2016. Get out. We went, Get out. We, we went to RTX 2017, and Kojima was there in March talking about the game. So it was announced the year. Okay, prior.
1: and that's totally that's totally true. Mm. So time is fucking weird.
0: Time flies when you're having fun. Well,
1: that means so even that a three year dev cycle from scratch. Granted, they're using the um, mm-hmm. the, the the Gorilla, gorilla engine, mm-hmm. so that would have taken a lot of lead time out of it. But like, that's a fucking impressive turnaround for three years.
0: Yeah, and I guess they had been working on it before it was revealed as well. Mm. Cause it got revealed in 2016, I think at E3 or PSX. can't remember which. Yeah, one of the two, yeah. And, okay, by that point, they had that original baby... Like naked, naked, naked naked Norman Norman Reedus Reedus in his arms. So I guess they had the concept, they had some of the cinematics figured out, they had the name, obviously. Who knows what they had as far as, (coughs) excuse me, as far as, you know, the rest of Mm. everything that goes into it. But,
1: and there was all that downtime when Kojima got booted from Konami. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of pre production time in there that, you know, that normally would get covered in the dev cycle, but because that'll happen before this. Before this last three years, I assume.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't know how long the game is. Mm. I've kind of had the feeling that it might be like a kind of a 10-12 ten, twelve hourish experience. I'm fine with rather than some kind of crazy Metal Gear Solid Five thing. Speaking of
1: that, as you found, as you've gotten older and your priorities are altering, mm. do you enjoy smaller games and bigger games these days?
0: It depends how good it is. Yeah, <laughs> like Red Dead. Give me a hundred hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And it depends what time of the year it's coming mm. out as well. But days gone, I would have been happy for that to be thirty hours instead. It was fifty or sixty. Jesus right. Yeah. So there's a time saying that though. For everything, I
1: yeah. spent like fifty-five hours in God of War, and yeah. I didn't complain once. Yeah, exactly. So
0: and it's like going for the platinum, right? Yeah, it was going for plat. Yeah, 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 it's a shorter game, but I think yeah, it, it makes you value different experiences so Hollow Knight was for me 36 hours I was only 71% complete by the time it was over and I was ready to move on but Mm. you know (coughs) if you're someone that wants 100% everything you just have to be really mindful of what you're playing Mm. and you know playing a shorter game every now and then feels good I think and something like this where it's whether it's this or like a Detroit Become Human where it's very cinematic and story based like yeah give it to me shorter Mm -hmm. you know you're not riding roaming the countryside i mean you, you are in this game but i was just thinking of day's going on your motorbike <laughs> like exploring and like killing zombies and you can just spend so much time getting distracted by these things where i think this is going to be a really tight experience i agree and very much like what you're doing is a direct result of like the previous cutscene and what like you've got a, a strong sense of purpose for the whole thing and i think that's where this game will Succeed or fail, I think, is how how the gameplay <coughs> meshes with those cutscenes. Because yeah. we know that there's like, apart from Metal Gear Solid Five, like Kojima is always kind of very heavily relying on long cinematics mm. to, to kind of tell the story. And I guess Metal Gear Solid Five had that as well. It was just a bit more staggered because of the the, open the world gameplay, nature, yeah. yeah, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, as far as my general thoughts on the trailer. I think it's going to be a very polarizing game. I think there'll be oh, yeah. a lot of people playing it just to kind of complain about how much it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it will be very much the game of the moment and on everyone in the, at least in our community's um, radar yeah. to, as to you know what how good it is. And I think that it's going to do some things really well, and then it, it might do everything really well. We don't know, but I, I think it will at least have a um, really. it it looks amazing so it's obviously got that going for it already looks brilliant my my feeling is that it's possible that the gameplay and these cinematics don't tie together um as as good as we hope they will but that's just one of the difficult things of making this kind of game and that's one of the areas they have to kind of nail i'm hoping it does and i think it very well could but i think there will be people complaining like oh it doesn't work or the cinematics don't make sense or (coughs) that you know I don't know, yeah. There's, there's, that's what I'm seeing from the trailer. Yeah,
1: so with the trailer, it did show some gameplay. Like, it showed yeah. um, more of the walking across fucking terrain, which is what we've, you know, it looks, as yeah. the jokes from the previous trailer, was this idea of this big walking simulator, The postal delivery man
0: simulator yeah. game. We saw a ladder gameplay. He, he, has a, he has a
1: portable ladder, that's very cool. And we have um, a little
0: a radial of items yeah. that you could select. And it looks like there'll be puzzles around like terrain traversal.
1: Mm. Which is yeah. So, i aside from that and one fucking dozen punching on scene, mm. um, we've not seen a lot of gameplay. Mm-hmm. So, I do think, in your way, in your idea, I think it will be very cinematic heavy mm. um, with a little bit of just getting from A to B in those middle sections. Yeah. Um, with some occasional punching on. And in the trailer as well, it did show the BTs, you know, the big the floating Mm -hmm. dudes in the sky that we've seen before um and you have sort of stealth your way around them um saying that though Kojima did come out and say that it isn't a stealth game so Mm -hmm. there's no real worry about that it's it's I'm unsure of where it's going to sit in terms of that like what where it's going to lie in terms of gameplay versus um cinematics um I would like a smaller experience and I think with the with the lead time on this I do think it will probably be a shorter experience Mm -hmm. um I think cause on top of that because I'm a massive Metal Gear fan right? I love Metal mm-hmm. Gear um, but I'm starting to think that I'm more of a Metal Gear fan than I'm a Kojima fan so I've said this before um, the idea is because I, I think I love the narrative and what Metal Gear brings but then when I look at anything that isn't Metal Gear that Kojima is involved with I'm like what the fuck is this
0: what else is there though
1: there's like Zone of the Enders and stuff like yeah. there's a bunch of other smaller games prior to that I'm like uh. and this even look at this I'm going Mm, I don't think this is for me I Mm. think Metal Gear was for me Mm. I don't think this is for me
0: yeah I think gameplay (coughs) wise the vibes that I've gotten since that the trailer previous to this was Uh um, journey (laughs) yeah like you're going somewhere you have a you know a purpose and you're solving puzzles to get to the next area (coughs) but also like The Last Guardian as well where you know you're you're not only doing this but there's an emotional connection as well between, you know, in that game there's Trico, which I didn't play this game but from what I gather, there's, you know, you and Trico mm-hmm. and the way that you interact, then in this game you have this like, baby inside of a tube, basically, and there's some connection between those characters, I'm thinking. Well, with the
1: whole idea of this game is connection that's sort of the big yep. point, it's these um, he referred to in, in RTX these ropes that yep. tether everyone together
0: instead of sticks. <clears throat> yeah,
1: so it's just... <laughs> that was such a weird interview. Um, the, the, the big idea is... It seems to be this big uh, a- analogy of the internet is what mm-hmm. they're getting at here, is this idea of the how can you shake hands with someone and be connected if they're not in front of you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of the underlying message because who would have thought that Kojima would get political?
0: <laughs> yeah, but as we said, it's very possible that these trailers have hidden a lot of things. I guarantee you they have. Whether it's gameplay elements that completely change our perception, we could yeah. be completely off by saying Journey and The Last Guardian. And
1: saying that though, my other concern here is that, the, you know, one thing I've always advocated for, uh, advocate against, sorry, is the Nintendo bump. Mm-hmm. A game that is in, impeccably average, because it's a Nintendo game, gets a couple points extra. Kojima like, bump <laughs> yeah and I think Kojima will get the same response I think everyone would be like this game is fucking brilliant and you're an idiot if you don't understand it mm. yeah like this game isn't this game isn't easily a 10 out of 10 like no it's not it's probably like a good 8 like no no you're just not smart enough to understand <laughs> this game like well can you tell me what the game's about I don't want to have to tell, explain it to you yeah. that's where I'm feeling it's going to go because even I love Metal Gear and there's big parts of Metal Gear that I'm like I don't fucking yeah. I can't explain that so like the part of me thinks that you know he is this he is this big alter Mm. whatever the correct term is within the gaming space and that's certainly true you can't argue that he's a visionary in some ways but I do think there's a lot of drinking from the Kool-Aid here
0: yeah I think you can see that just from the reaction to the trailers where Mm. it's like don't know what it is but I'm into it yeah I don't
1: know what the fuck that was but Kojima's touched it once so I want it
0: yeah and I mean that's fine to me like we all have people whether it's Kevin Smiths or Quentin Tarantino's or you know uh, who's like JJ Abrams whatever where he's like I like what they do and I trust them and I've seen enough to interest me like if someone else if someone else was behind this and we'd seen exactly what we've seen I think there'll still be a fair amount of interest behind it like Norman Reedus Mads you know all this like some weird concepts and some kind of uh, he's created a world that has me interested to find out. Yeah, what's Yeah, on I want to know how the, yeah how
1: Mads and Guillermo Datoro and Troy Baker and all these people live together in the in the same yeah. world. Like, I'm totally down for that. But like, it's funny because I'm seeing it being like people just fucking drink that like you know Kojima shit. And then I remember the other day, somebody had a conversation with me like, "Hey, did you watch that new try for Kojima?" I'm like, "Nope, but I'm gonna go see it." Yeah. Like, huh? Well, guess I'm, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: hey, <clears throat> it's what makes it fun. Like, That's it, true. It's, it's good to know like. It's good to have people and personalities like Kojima in this industry to kind of get the hype going and to create these kinds of conversations, I think. And, like, look at the people that he's got involved in this game. Mm. Like, would they be doing some other game if it was... Yeah, know? would you
1: get Mads on in a in a, another game? Probably mm. not. Yeah. Like Guillermo del Toro has been interested in games for a very long time, but only yeah. with Kojima, it seems. Yeah,
0: like if it was David Jaffe or something, mm. you know, some other, you know person behind it that is still a big name in the games industry but they're not Kojima yeah I don't know if they would have got what they've got here
1: <coughs> saying that though like we did get confirmation of some of the characters as, mm. as any of them die hard but, man but, yeah die hard man and, and heart man and um <laughs> uh, good man or something it was good man yeah it wasn't good man but there was like a bunch of different odd names there like mm. you know we understand like this is what I mentioned to you at the start before we started recording with like Kojima knowingly getting his pop culture references in there like diamond dogs being you know david bowie and miller looks very david bowie and snake is very clearly snake plissken mm-hmm. from um escape from new york um to have some guy called clearly just called die hard man is in, in a bold move
0: it is i don't see any kind of stuff like bruce willis there's no similarities between is he this, shoes? this story and like Die hard. yeah <laughs> 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 unless they end up in, like a vent so like a <laughs> It's F- all happening
1: F- while like uh, you know, fucking Sam is Norman Reedus's character is suffocating an mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Speaking of like, I don't, I haven't watched the Walking Dead, so I don't have a lot of love for for uh, no, Norman Reedus, so I don't get the appeal.
0: You're um, not into what you've seen from him. No, no. He's a cool dude. Is he? He's got a, he's got a certain vibe. There's a charm to him. It's not a charm really. It's just he's, it's just one of those kind of comurgently kind of. You know, almost like a like Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of vibe to him, where it's just like, like, <sighs> like, sin- like you want to. So now I get it. It's it's kind of like you want to impress them, yeah, because they don't care that kind of thing, yeah.
1: Because yeah. I know, and I remember there was a big hot when like when Walking Dead was really popular, everyone was like, I want to bang Daryl Dixon. I'm like, <laughs> but why? He looks smelly. He looks <laughs> gross. Why would you want to bang this dude? Nothing about him seems appealing but He's, i guess there's something care. there there's something there yeah um now before we because i think probably is, the, the thing about this trailer is there's so little to explain because it's all still nonsense mm. and i don't know it's what, so long like, and it, it's it, so long you kinda,
0: kinda end, like you think it's ending and then there's like another two minutes yeah so, yeah
1: and like there's, uh, a friend of mine brought up a good point and it was like interesting move to call a woman character fragile I'm like oh that is her name that's a bit weird you know, just the high idea that, like, Kojima may not have learned from um, Quiet in Metal Gear Solid 5 and how to handle women characters. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm. We'll see. It's, uh, um,
0: <clears throat> maybe it's the delivery kind of thing. Yeah, maybe
1: we'll, 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 yeah, in context, it might make more sense. Yeah. Uh, now, Josh, always, as I said, like his, in, his intention was to be here today, but family stuff did get in the way. Um, he had himself a Kojima rant locked and ready to go. But he's give, those he's those? giving me a bit of a teaser, okay. and then next week he's going to deliver the rest of it himself.
2: <coughs> a
0: teaser. He goes,
1: I don't understand the godlike status Kojima has on the internet. It is as if he's solely responsible for Metal Gear, and people ha- didn't have hundreds of people also work on the project. His cult-like status and the reason for it highlight the hypocrisy of games media and the internet gaming community. Mm. Dot dot dot
0: interesting stay tuned for that Uh, if I can address that briefly yes of course can kind of a semi-related note it is yes the product of a huge team but I think for something (coughs) like this and I think we've seen this in the Raising Kratos documentary the direct visionary yeah you need a a person to kind of say this is what we're doing and everyone needs to fall in line with that
1: and I think that's I, I I I get, I get his point here because mm. there it, it does seem to be this consensus that no one else fucking matters unless it's that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a, that's everywhere. That's in movies, that's in games, that's in fucking everything, in music yeah. even, right? In music, you know, the idea of the singer is the key member of everything, which is not always yep. the case. So I agree with you because mm. whenever, whenever you look at a movie that has like six writers on it, like that's going to be a hot shit movie. That's going to be fucking balls. And you look at Green Lantern, mm. that had six writers on it. Six, the movie is horrendous because it's too many voices. It's yeah. too muddled. Where like, if you have someone that that, is a, that has a good vision and a good plans, mm. <laughs> the mullet show uh, scre- tries screeching footsteps approach the run and the door slams open. Sorry, I'm late. Sucks auction. what I miss. I'm just talking about the PlayStation. Yep. And shouldn't you? Aren't you supposed to be here soon? Because I'm going to watch NXT takeover. Are you in my lounge room right now?
0: Anyone listening on the podcast is like, what is he talking
1: about? So Craig from the Show jumped in the Patreon chat there and just, yeah, yeah a bunch of stuff. Um yeah, visions, writers. Yep. Yes. So having a, a, a single a person at the top mm-hmm. to hone everything, but then take on those influences from yeah. others, which is certainly good. Yeah. And I love that. Because, like, you know, the reason we watch Kevin Smith as an example is because yeah. you know Kevin Smith's voice, but he, if you look at the credits, he's involved in fucking everything. He edits it, he writes it, he directs it. Yeah. shit <laughs> yeah and
0: i think that you look at names like amy hennig and you mm. look at names like uh neil druckman whoever it might be that has become kind of an icon for their involvement in a game mm. kojima is a great example there's a reason that we know their names and it's because people around them have elevated them <laughs> as well so
1: craig think goes Door slams open, rapid footsteps and tire screeching. So he screeches his way in and be like, hey, what a miss. Shouldn't you be at my house? Oh, fuck. He's on
2: his way.
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway, what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, I love you, Craig. <laughs> like these people have become icons because presumably the people that they work for have said, this guy is a legend. Mm. You know, they've the games media has done their job and found out about these people's involvement and how you know, Im- important they were to to that vision and they've helped elevate them. And it's and I don't think it's by accident that these individuals that I named have got that credit, mm. you know, the same way that, you know, visionaries behind different, whether it's the iPhone or whatever, like there's always a person, if there it's a person that's been elevated like Kojima, there's a reason for it. It's, yeah. it's not like them taking credit. Like that, they don't seem like especially like amy hennig uh neil Druckmann, you never hear anyone say they're taking credit for my idea like, mm. I, I was a writer on, on the yeah. last of us why is he getting all the yeah. credit like i think that if you take that one person out you don't have you don't care. have whatever it is Whereas yeah. if you took out any <clears throat> of the other people involved they're probably replaceable and yeah. you wouldn't be able to say that about Kojima that's certainly true. Amy See, but
1: saying that though, Amy, using Amy Hennig as an example, like, yeah, she created Uncharted, but she hasn't done anything in eleven years. That's not her fault. That's <laughs> not her. Although it's not <laughs> well, her fault. We don't. We, we don't. We, we we're led fault. to believe it's not her fault. Yeah. Like, um, we give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, I, I am yet child. to really see her as the visionary people claim her to be. Well, you Personally, to
0: find out more about Uncharted.
1: That's true. Uncharted is great. I love Uncharted, yeah. but um, yeah, like don't get me wrong. Uncharted done has be- for me
0: lately. Yeah,
1: Uncharted has become a massively important tentpole in the PlayStation brand, and Nathan Drake is a character will live on longer than PlayStation. Hmm. But I don't know. To me, Uncharted is now Neil and Bruce.
0: It is now, yeah, because they've taken over. Yeah, <laughs> but it wouldn't be anywhere. It's it's like it's like. Star well, you, Wars with George Lucas well yeah it's like yeah. Lost
1: with JJ JJ did the first season then booted mm. and then it was left to everybody else so like you know that's connected to him even though he had nothing to do with the rest of it
0: yes yes I get your point, get your point. I think I made a point you did <laughs> let us know anyway, what you or your we'll, we'll hear more <laughs> from Josh next week you can feel free to approach that, address what we've said but.
1: Uh, Paul James, remember her career and influence was big before Uncharted.
0: Probably true, I don't know. Very likely possible, <laughs> but you know, we I know her from that point. And yeah. everyone says she's a visionary Legacy, because of yes, Uncharted. Legacy, yes, actually I did know. Oh, Legacy, Legacy of, of Kane. Kane, yeah, of course. I guess. Good, good, good call Good there, Paul. Paul. See Go. why you've been on this show so many times. <laughs>
1: So let us know what you thought of the Death Stranding trailer in those comments below, or the Facebook group, or the Discord channel. All those links are in the description. Come and have a chat to us about Death Stranding. Uh, now, before we jump into uh, the drop, we talk about all the games that have come out this week. Paul James did drop a question in here in the chats. He goes, "How does this shift your expectations of other PS releases? As in, with Death Stranding yeah. dropping uh, with, at the end at the end of this year, especially when paired with what Jason Schreier
0: says?" It lines up. Like, if you think about there were wa- there was some rumors before uh, death stranding was announced that the last of us could in fact be released this year mm-hmm. and maybe that was people hearing that there was a major PlayStation <coughs> exclusive yeah. without a release date that was going to be announced and, ma- and that's what it turned out to be so I would say that that February time slot you know three and a half months after death stranding that makes sense to me yeah um, and it's a good t- time for it to come out too that February time slot's pretty been pretty good for um, some games in past years. Yeah, I
1: agree. So, in, in, with, in terms of PlayStation's past releases, it fits. Mm. Um, the only thing that doesn't fit is Death Stranding. But I think Death Stranding, as a game, is it's it was like Red Dead last year. Like yeah. uh, no one's gonna touch that window. Mm. If you know that Death Stranding is coming out, everyone's gonna fucking bounce.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a big game to us because we're mm. Kojima slash Metal Gear fans. And there's a lot of them out there as well, but I don't know that his name carries weight with the casual gamer. True, true. And there's enough hardcore gamers that this game will sell well, regardless. Mm. But Red Dead is like... At, at Red Dead, the name of Red Dead... Trans. And, Rockstar, and Rockstar transcends And Rockstar transcends yeah. Kojima and Metal Gear to me. That's
1: certainly true, yeah. certainly true. Um, it... What, Jason, has solidified my point, the Last of Us wasn't coming out this year. I was pretty adamant. Like, we would see all these lists of, like, you know, Last of Us 2, 2019. Like, fuck off. It is not coming out this year. As much as I would love that. I wa- that was one of those things that I was like, prove me wrong. Mm. Goddamn, prove me wrong, please.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, su- I'm super glad that Death Stranding's this year. Yeah. Because it's, as we said at the start of the show, it's been a little light as yeah. far as PlayStation this year. Because
1: uh, even <laughs> in PlayStation being quiet and not talking about and talking about things until just recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and one thing before we you could, well, before we jump into one, <laughs> two, uh, there was something that you wanted to jump on. You yeah. sent me a picture. We can do this just quickly. Yeah, so let's just have a chat about this
0: tweet that I saw from um, the PS4. It's been a long show
1: today, but it's all been good.
0: Yeah. So there's an account called PS4 underscore trophies, which is run by a dude called Brian, and I think PS4 trophies is his it's him. Website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just tweeted how PlayStation wins E3. 1. Drop a state of play Tuesday morning. 2. Boring stuff for 10 minutes. 3. And with 5 minute mind melting beautiful walkthrough of The Last of Us 2. 4. Fade to black. The words gameplay captured on PS5 appears. Image of PS5 briefly appears. That's how they win E3, without being there. And I was just like, man, that would be so good. There is, <laughs> a, lot, there is
1: a lot of just fan excitement in that in that tweet.
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, it gets me hyped up. It won't happen. I mean, it could. It probably won't. Um, is there a small chance that they've pulled out of E3, but they still want to use that week without actually having to be there and spend all that money and do all of that? My
1: original thoughts were no. Um, wouldn't it be such a playstation move but like it would be very cool like having like them drop man. death stranding info like two weeks before e3 like that's a big look at my dick moment like that isn't that is them just whipping it out going like it's
2: pretty good it's what it is that's what i'm
1: saying like there's like you know it's it's them being that upper hand right mm-hmm. They they're like uh, the, 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 in a dick measuring contest they've entered they've come in first so you can use yeah. all the penis references but it was what it feels like it, it feels like that sort of just like yes look death stranding
0: don't forget so
1: yeah. nothing's gonna happen like you know it's one of those things like e is gonna be cool and all don't remember but remember we aren't there but we've got this yeah and I think that's what it comes down to like I still I still think they don't have enough to say at this point to go there because that's what they but then again they could have forced that narrative upon us Mm. That they don't have anything to talk about, but I, I don't. Uh,
2: PS5. I think
1: waiting t- if Xbox comes out and announces whatever their next console is going to be, mm. it's it, there's a possibility because they have they have the narrative here.
0: I love the idea of uh, PlayStation having this trailer and everything just ready to go, mm. and then they're just waiting to press the button and be like, "What you just announced the next Xbox?" Well, guess what. <coughs> and
1: that's the risk-free nature of having directs they could have three directs planned mm. pre-edited pre to rock and roll and it's all depending on what the competition are mentioning so if, if xbox says nothing about the new xbox console here's trailer here's state of play one yeah. if they happen to put if they happen to drop the the big console card here's trailer two mm. You know what I mean, or if they reveal the console? Oh shit! Here's three. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can, like with those stage shows, they are so pre-planned that you can't go off script, mm. and because everything's in place, yeah. everything's there. You know, yeah. you can't fuck with it. with a direct, you can have that shit planned. Mm. Do I see them doing anything at each 3 week? Probably not.
0: Probably not. It would be a pretty aggressive move.
1: It'd be so dirty, <laughs> so dirty.
0: Yeah, I mean EA does it, don't they?
2: Kind
1: of, like well, EA EA aren't at E three, but they have EA play yeah. like the week before, you know. So oh,
0: it's week, the whole week before. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah, that is different. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it'll it'll be a good l- little like test of how nice PlayStation yeah. are playing. Like,
1: I would like, love yeah. to see it because like that, like that aggressive aggressive play, totally out my alley. <laughs> like that that that, that is brilliant. like that's what i want to hear about yeah. like I'm, I'm enjoying this you know microsoft and, and sony shaking hands and yeah. you know the memorandum of whatever the hell memorandum of being best friends um Cross play. yeah and like all this stuff is really cool but there is something about competition that's mm. awesome yeah. and you know <clears throat> as much as playstation have very clearly won this generation and it it's totally in xbox's best interest to move into the next generation now mm-hmm. I would do. I don't think PlayStation would give it up that easy.
0: Do you think, just on this, on the base of like, will we see another Last of Us two trailer before it's released? Like a major five minute thing? No, I I don't. They've shown enough. I I
1: think they've shown enough. I think the only time we will see the Last of Us two will be October.
0: No sizzle reel.
1: No sizzle reel. I think the last thing we'll see will be probably around about... Se- if, it, if it is presumably coming out in February, September or October, we'll see a trailer and it'll say, bam, February 2019.
0: I think they have to do some kind of... Whether it's a release trailer yeah. or something. But.
1: Well, they'll do... Because it's... The benefit of... The benefit of The Last of, last of Us, mm. it is so huge that it can proceed... You know, like, like I'm a big fan of announce it and then the game comes out in three months. Yeah. Like, you give that release date and then three months it's there. <clears throat> That's what I'm a big fan of. Like, I don't, I don't want this, hey, it's coming out in October of next year and it's currently June of this year. I don't want none of that shit.
0: Yeah. I think for a game like this, though, they have to create a, tra- a trailer that appeals to the mainstream. Yeah, or at least gives the rundown of the story. Yeah, or like, like yeah. so far, okay, The Last of Us 2, we've seen Ellie at the dance and taking out some baddies. Like, that appeals to fans of The Last of Us, but... It- it's not something that you can play at halftime of the Super Bowl or before your YouTube video that will make people go like, "Oh, that is true." Game, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I agree with you there, but I, I, I don't. I'm not seeing it. But anyway, we'll have uh, our E3 predictions next week, so we'll sure. be recording them on the weekend, and then by the time the episode goes up, the Xbox conference will have already started. But we think it's always best to adjust on the nose, mm-hmm. so that way we can exclude all the leaks, and sure. that way all, we can have balls to the wall predictions sounds good uh paul james goes we'll absolutely get at least one more big trailer he reckons Mm. anyway but we will see the last of us two is coming out in forever sure is talk about the games coming out this week in a section called coming to the players we just straight up read the drop uh these are games coming for june 4th 2019 uh effie ps4 digital i don't know what that is Let's put it this way. you can never squiz. Kodo Dama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa, PS4 Digital and Retail. The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 2, PS4 Digital and Retail. Uh, Legend of the Tetrax, Tetrax? Tetrax, yeah, whatever. PS4 Digital. Moto GP19, PS4 Digital Retail, out on the 6th. Neon Junction, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Crossplay, which is very nice. Uh, Pix Arc, PS4 Digital Retail, out on the 6th, uh, Refunct, PS4 Digital, out on the 7th, uh, The Saviors Gang, PS4 Digital, Stunt Kite Party, woo-hoo! Di- uh, PS4 Digital, out on the 7th, uh, Super Block B- Super Blood Hockey, PS4 good. Digital, um, and Super Scalamania, PS4 Dig, Tuki Juju Denestu I'm way too white to read all these coming out on the 6th uh PS4 and Digital uh Warhammer Chaos Bane PS4 Digital uh oh it's still more fuck Word, Word Wheel by Paugi. PS4, <laughs> PS4 PS Vita Digital Cross by. and that is literally it mm. absolutely nothing of note this week no Not even say, a little bit
0: get those PS Plus games on Tuesday yeah go or play
1: Monday. um Borderlands on Mania, Sonic Mania yeah well, thank you once again, Jono, for coming in and joining us for some PlayStation Chats. Thank
0: you for having me. No
1: worries, man. It's been a damn long time since we've had you in this room. Mm. Very happy to have you back.
0: It was pre-PAX. So. It was easily
1: pre-PAX, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like back in prior to October. Must
0: have been. It's, it been,
1: at least that time. it's been at least since October we've had any... We've you've been the first guest in really? a very long time. Yeah, man.
0: Suck it, Paul. Yeah,
1: yeah, eat a dick, Paul. Um, before we jump into our spiel, do you want to give a little spiel about where we can hear you, you your, your voices mm-hmm. and your people's?
0: Yeah. so Putting In Work goes up every week. It's part of the 8-Bit Collective. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else. Uh, we're going to, after this, <coughs> record an episode with Mr. Betson here. Last nice follow-up. A second appearance. Yeah. Uh, it's almost two years since your first, uh, first Putting In Work episode, so mm-hmm. you'll get to hear all about what... Has happened in the pop culture since then, and I guess in your real life, your job? Is yeah, my, my job change, sort working, working with the games and the kids. Oh, uh, those, kids. Uh, those kids. Those kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's out there. I, I of course, make uh, some video content for 8-Bit as well over on the YouTube, so if you want to see some of the uh, reviews, and, and uh, I've been doing some kind of highlight reels of the violence in uh, Days Gone and Rage 2, so mm-hmm. kind of capturing all the the madness that goes on in those games that's a lot of fun to kind of uh, compile and of course if you like the idea of the 90s rewatch podcast and you want to hear ryan and josh on an episode with me talking about mole rats or something like that
1: (laughs) well you no. probably see a lot of the viewers universe it all kind of stopped at the end of the 90s yeah oh no jones some bob was in the early, uh, t- early yeah, 2000s
0: i think chasing amy is definitely yeah. on the list of to do's so yeah head over to our patreon we just need i think it's about another 40 bucks a month we only have to hit it once i'm saying so anyone i also said if anyone tips us over you can pick a, a movie to be a co-host on yourself so oh, yeah that's if that pretty sounds cool good to you then make it happen and we will uh see what we can do very nice mm.
1: but that position conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m on podcast services including spotify and the youtubes at 9 a.m uh if you want to show love for the pop culture you can head over to patreon.com slash the pop where you can cut a couple dollary dues our way and maybe even watch us record this show live just like paul james has today and craig did for a minute and then got in the car and drove this way mm last word craig uh and if you want to if you want to show the support Pop Culture on your body and a bit of a one-off donation sort of thing, you can go to slash shop and buy assorted shit with our logos on it uh if you want to what else is there shop
2: yeah okay. Uh, patreon
1: page oh yeah, patreon we do patreon patreon's done oh we're also on twitch we're on twitch.tv slash the pop this week we'll be using the power of wwe 2k19 to predict the absolute shit show mm. that will be the super showdown in saudi arabia next weekend speaking of wrestling though if you're done listening to some uh, playstation goodness why don't you head over to those podcast services and this youtube channel and check out the young and the wrestlers our weekly wwe podcast every monday morning No, Monday. It's the same time as Pop C. Uh, FTP. Every Friday morning. No, we did take last week off. We've got got AEW to talk about now. We've got regular WWE. It's almost like Monday Night Wars all over again. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And PlayStation fan. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson,
0: And I'm John O'Peck,
1: And that was For The Players. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chattaway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, Damian Holdies, Hakim NPC, Lee Wintershauvin, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.